0: Hi, before we get started, I would like to thank Joe, James, Dawn, Stern J, and It Burns When I Pee. All of these people have gone to patreon.com slash duckfeedtv and kicked us some money. And it really helps us out. You can be like them and go to patreon.com slash duckfeedtv and kick us some money. It helps us out and you get cool stuff in return. Now on to the show. (laughs) My name is Cole Ross.
1: And you're listening to Watch Out for Fireballs. It is a Games Club podcast.
0: And this week we are talking about Roller Coaster Tycoon Classic, which is a management sim developed by Originate Technologies and published by Atari for the PC and mobile in 2016. We
1: Yeah. yeah the, uh, this version of it. Yes. Even though it is just a updated version of an old game. Mm-hmm. Um, and this is a cool vanity pick
0: this indeed it is. I love management sims. I can't play them normally recreationally because I fall into a hole with them uh mm-hmm. but by whole, making whole. it yeah by making it into work, I can indulge my uh compulsive play um and that is good to do every once in a little while, yeah.
1: I'm uh yeah, I'm glad you brought that up because I have a quick change of the schedule. Um next week we need to cover masturbating and overeating. <laughs>
0: <laughs> hey. Hey. Um
1: yeah. Staring at a, a box of mini nilla wafers. Mm. Um so this is, this is a uh, a modern remake that combines uh I also, man, you know they have they have nilla wafers and they have mini nilla wafers. You know, yeah, yeah, yeah. micro wafers. Oh, I want them to have, like, macro wafers where you just <laughs> open the box and there's just three of them.
0: It's just, it's like, yeah, it's like, like how shredded wheat and... used to come.
1: <laughs> yeah. Like, or, like you cut them into little pie slices. Yeah. And you give, give your friend, like, a slice of vanilla wafer. Yeah. The like, size of a pizza.
0: You, just, yeah. you, you, sit, you sit down in the restaurant and before, before you order, you even say, I'll just take a macro wafer for the table. <laughs> yeah.
1: Exactly. Be nice. Serve yeah. the first slice. Yeah. Yeah. Um, <laughs> So this uh, Roller Coaster Tycoon, not the macro wafer, copyright, (laughs) patent pending, patent pending, is a modern remake uh, of these games that combines the mechanics rise, scenarios of Roller Coaster Tycoon 1 and 2, uh, which came out in 1999 and 2002, respectively.
0: Yes, and this whole series is about building and running amusement parks of various sizes and kinds, Uh, but there's this big focus on kind of this really crunchy physics sim roller coaster design.
1: Yeah, this game combines uh, multiple game types. Mm-hmm. You know, like like similar to The Sims and stuff. Like this is a pretty robust, you know, physics based roller coaster designer. Mm-hmm. But it's also a park management sim. It's also a toy box. Yes. You know, it, it's it's also a series of challenge scenarios. Mm-hmm. Um, it does not have a story to it. So this episode is going to be covering those different aspects rather than talking about the story. So talking about mm-hmm. goals, the systems, um, how the systems interact. Uh, things you do to meet those goals, et cetera. Um, it's good that there's a caveat in here because I uh, know this game less than you do. Mm-hmm. And both of us know this less than uh, the internet's greatest weirdos.
0: <laughs> yep. Uh, as will so... always be the case, there is always somebody who is more dedicated and knowledgeable than you. There are people who have broken this game apart. They have bent it over their knee like the, the they were Bane and the game was Batman. Mm-hmm um and they've even gone down to like the code level uh to examine what happens and why we are not that i'm not even approaching that like i'm pretty bad at this game when it comes to like beating the scenarios in a deadline and stuff it's a very difficult game you know yeah (laughs) So, uh, you know, understand that this is more of a kind of survey. There are so many resources, entertaining resources even, um, to uh, kind of understand some of the deeper mechanics. Gary, you brought somebody to uh, to my attention. Uh, It's a YouTuber named Marcel Vos, VOS, who does these really great in-depth analysis videos.
1: Just incredible stuff and amazing uh he's the the youtuber that 's featured on the recent no clip documentary mm-hmm. about uh the series, if you want to check that out, yeah um just incredible stuff, yeah, uh, just very calming, relaxing voice, like huge Townsend <laughs> vibes, but if Townsend was about roller coasters, yeah, <laughs> in terms of just like the relaxation, yeah um, and just pointing out just endless weird quirk upon weird quirk like. I was watching some of those videos today, just a to review. And did you know that the length of your mini golf course is dependent on the first person who uses it? So if they suck <laughs> at golf and have to walk back and forth between holes, that determines the length of the course for everyone who follows behind them. Oh
0: no! So so like it's they, so weird. <laughs> they set the par
1: or something like. That? Yeah, they, they set the, they set the length. It's yeah. like physics. <laughs> like that is the whoever is the first person, everyone has to like go for exactly as long as they did yeah it's very strange um but absolutely exhaustive mm-hmm. uh my favorite video by marcel and my favorite like stunt thing that he did was create um a roller coaster that's more than 100 years long yep <laughs> um take that mr that bones is, wild uh, ride <laughs> yeah it's, it's like the mr bones wild ride but like way 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 harder like the the it's such a funny little bit we'll talk about that when we talk about roller coaster design yeah yeah um, and mr (laughs) bones wild ride is also incredibly funny yes uh which is one of the things you may know yeah yeah. uh, from this even if you haven't played it Mm
0: -hmm. yeah um so those two caveats aside also this is probably going to be a bit of a shorter episode you know it's not like we are hitting beat by beat through a very complex story or anything we're just gonna have fun with it uh like a nice fun day at an amusement park
1: What's, it's fine. It's, you know, similar to like a Sims thing. Yeah. Like these kind of games are, they're, they are just this pile of systems, but it's fun to dip in and, and have that experience with them just because mm-hmm. it doesn't have a story structure. Yeah. You know, I, I you know, I always, always push in for, for the show to cover anything. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, and I don't see why this should be different.
0: Yeah. No, I'm, I'd, um, I'd like to do more management sims in the future. Shit, man, enable me. <laughs> yeah,
1: yeah, like, hey, well, let me introduce you to my friends, the Herbs. <laughs> um, <laughs> on the, on the DS. Um, the, uh, so what, uh, what is your, you picked this. What is your history with this uh, this game in the series?
0: Yeah, so this is never, this is a game I never owned. Um, it was running around on PC kind of prior to when I had a PC that was good enough to run it. Um, instead, this is a game that I, uh, played at friends' houses. Uh, like, mm. this was just, like, a, a game that would attract a crowd. Like, oh, guys, I got Roller Coaster Tycoon, do you want to come over and play? You know, designs some, design some roller coasters, you know, see how it works. Um, and because I am the stick in the mud that I am like had, I had, had fun, uh, making death coasters and stuff like that. You know, I'm not made of stone. Everybody wanted to kind of just always, you know, mess around with the track editor, you know, which mm-hmm. is a fun collaborative thing. And you can sit down and, you know, say, Oh yeah, maybe a loop there. The, the secret is always a loop there. It doesn't matter if you get more loops. loops. Yes. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. Uh, But I was really super interested in just like letting the park run and seeing if I could make it profitable and stuff like that. So I was a real. Yeah. I was a real piece of shit. 14 year old. I was a business monster already.
1: Um, (laughs) You want to do the sim part of it? Yeah. Yeah. There's fun to be had there. Mm -hmm.
0: Yeah. It it just it's scratch and itch that like SimCity had scratched before it and you know theming matters right uh it, it accounts for mm-hmm. something it's fun to like build an aesthetically pleasing uh varied amusement park experience right
1: mm-hmm. and watch numbers go up
0: yes yeah yeah you know, always numbers
1: yeah i uh, i played this but i got it confused with the bullfrog
0: oh theme park uh, yeah
1: theme park so theme park was the one i played a lot more of and mm-hmm. i got them mixed up i played a lot head. of that too yeah yeah, uh, and that was the one I had most of my history with. This I played uh, when Roller Coaster Cla- Tycoon Classic uh, mm-hmm. source. Oh, yeah. First kind of stormed the internet. Mm-hmm. Um, but I am was way rustier at this and way worse at it than I thought. All of my memories from Theme Park did not transfer over because they're pretty different games. Yeah, yeah. Um, and uh, I am just such absolute dog dick at designing <laughs> coasters. <laughs> yep. Yeah. Um, so it- I... Uh, like you know not to not not to shirk my responsibilities i only did a couple that i tried to make yeah and spend most of my time building cool looking parks
0: yes same um, same here honestly like I, d- I did enough to feel like i could understand the system but it's a very specialized mm-hmm. skill we have a whole section talking about it but like you know it is a good thing that they offer you such a wide variety of kind of pre-made uh, including lots of like real life coasters from six flags Uh, it's crazy that the developers still have the license for that.
1: They didn't have the, uh, the Six Flags that I used to go to. No? Uh, Six Flags Great America. Mm. That was the name of the one I went to. And I was really hoping it'd be there because that would be, you know, that probably would have sent me into a, you know, like a, one of those, those dolly shots where I get closer to the camera, but the background gets further away. We
0: call that a Hitchcock push pull. Yeah.
1: I would have got a push pulled by it. I would have just been like, "Whoa," <laughs> uh, thinking about that. Um, the uh, so they didn't have that, but they did have a bunch of them that are fun to look at, mm-hmm. uh, and that kind of obsessive, like, uh, kind of attention to realism and mm-hmm. appreciation uh, for this, like, just permeates the entire product in a way that's really charming. Yeah, yeah. Um, you know, roller coaster and theme park enthusiasts uh, are are pretty fun. Mm-hmm. This is a special kind of dorky yeah uh, that i think is very sweet agreed even though no. i don't like
0: theme parks and roller coasters in general <laughs>
1: <laughs> i never cared for myself i don't like cake it's,
0: yeah, but it's like the pictures <laughs> now this is a like lady baltimore cake. coaster <laughs> <Yeah>.
1: <laughs> <laughs> no i've always gotten the, motion
0: uh, sick super easy easily and also i don't like being I... hot and standing in line on concrete
1: <laughs> no, you don't like being dehydrated yeah the um i uh you don't know, like the smell of suntan oil and like mm-hmm. sweat and dampen. yeah
0: just banana boat and the tang of fresh vomit, yeah
1: yeah <laughs> <laughs> um and the vomit of fresh tang if you go to mm-hmm. the tang <laughs> um the uh i i love actually love theme parks hmm. and I love amusement parks, but I also develop motion sickness. Uh, probably when I was about 30 or so, yeah. so getting motion sick pretty easy. And, uh, so I just like going there for fakie environments and walking around. Yeah, yeah. Uh, even though the last time I went, I went to universal studios, I did the roller coasters there and had a lot of fun. Nice. Um, the, uh, the trick for those was me just, uh, realizing, okay, nausea is coming on. I have to lock my eyes on something mm-hmm. and then, okay, nausea receded. Yeah. I kind to of let myself get shaken up a little bit.
0: Yeah it's one of those things when you grow up in northern Ohio you're really expected to love roller coasters because you're so close to uh, Cedar Point Point. and mm-hmm. I've had like I had a little bit of fun at you know stuff at Cedar Point but very quickly by the time I reached like maximum coasting age like that's when they put out the Millennium Force and Top Speed Dragster and stuff like that like it was this race for like the highest drops and the fastest max speeds and you're just like you know come on here if you want to have your retinas detached you know
1: yeah, you're you're like an intensity rating five guy.
0: Yeah, yeah. Like intensity rating five. Like I think that genuinely, and this makes me a real wuss, like the roller coaster that I enjoyed the most was uh what is it like Thunder Mountain at Disney World or something like that? It was like a minecart ride. Like that rules. Space Mountain? No, it, it, Mountain? it was like a no, like Space a mining Mountain. theme one. They're Space Mountain. Okay. Uh, which was a little slow for me
1: in space Um,
0: (laughs) uh,
1: i i I live in the neighborhood i live in now i'm right across the street from portland's uh old-timey amusement park not right across the street but pretty close to portland's old-timey amusement park it hasn't been open because of the pandemic but that place is great Mm -hmm. uh it's very charming
0: okay um
1: and it's just full of like little miniature arcades and games and you know little mini rides and stuff hmm. old-timey haunted houses like there's an old-timey like the crappy haunted house from the simpsons
0: oh you know, <laughs> the, just, the ravages of age <laughs> yeah.
1: yeah that kind of thing you just do a cart through like a one loop mm-hmm. uh, i kind of think but that, that place is great i'm looking forward to visiting there again in the future yeah yeah um yeah let's talk about uh the series history of roller coaster tycoon
0: yeah uh this is the product of a lone of a lone scottish weirdo um Mm -hmm. (laughs) his name is chris sawyer i say weirdo affectionately uh he would he would probably uh based on interviews and quotes that i've seen from him uh self-apply that uh he is a scottish game programmer who kind of cut his teeth on british microcomputers in the uh 80s and 90s and he really hit his stride in 1994 when he developed his first tycoon game transport tycoon um for micro pros uh so he did that for
1: yeah uh, and I played a little bit of transport tycoon as well mm-hmm. uh, when I was younger. Um, it's, not, it was, it's not like I maybe I accidentally played bullfrogs like bus. <laughs> and that's what I think I played. Yep. But, but I think I played a uh, transport tycoon mm-hmm, um, mm-hmm. where you maintain public transport infrastructure. Uh, moving people and goods Mm -hmm. it's very singular as a game idea yeah and uh just real quick we're gonna say tycoon a whole bunch of times yeah that's real weird Uh, (laughs) Uh, yeah that has you know different kinds of connotations now i feel like Mm -hmm. um you know also uh it's just a silly word
0: it is yeah yeah Yeah. definitely uh what what was it linguistically sated i think is the name for it. it was brought to my attention uh, by yeah. Adam, by Adam Buccherry, uh, who, who texted yeah. me there, who uh, replied to a tweet about how weird the word tycoon is. Yeah. yeah.
1: Um. So that game was a huge success. Mm-hmm. So that resulted in Sarah getting uh, some money. Uh, he took some time off, and he took that time off to travel through Europe and the United States, uh, going through amusement parks. Yeah, because he loved roller coasters.
0: Yeah, well, he he hated roller coasters, but by the time he got finished doing this trip, he he loved them, at least according to his own uh, kind of description. Um, yeah, but you know, he kind of he kind of developed an appetite for them, uh, and decided, hey, roller coasters not that different than trains. I think my next project is going to be a theme park sim, and I'm going to call it White Knuckle. And then, very wisely, before it comes out, I'm going to not call it White Knuckle.
1: <laughs> yeah, White Knuckle. It sounds like a, a horrible parlor game or something. Yeah. <laughs> like, so, so something that, that if you go to a boys' prep school, they do mm-hmm. you on the first day. Oh, no. <laughs> um, so, the, the development team of this is very small. Uh, Chris Sawyer was the, the sole designer and programmer, uh, basically, which is absolutely wild um the graphics created by simon foster the sound of music created by alistair brimble great
0: name. just just the just the most scottish name i could think of actually
1: really really good it's like oh it was the sound of music was done by a cartoon squirrel uh, the, uh so it, it's and he did 99 percent of this on his own in assembly language which is uh, which is apparently very impressive
0: It's ridiculous. So um, that's a low-level, like, uh, uh, computer language. I'm only barely literate in this kind of stuff. But, like, you know, the lower level the computer language, the more, like, directly you are speaking the computer's language. So, like, assembly, it's not quite ones and zeros. You know, that would just be, like, machine code or machine language or whatever. But, like, assembly is, it would be, like, how you program, um, like, uh, like manufacturing robot arms in the 1980s is is what, is what that yeah. would be, but it's like you are uh, kind of manually moving stuff around between like memory registers and stuff like that. Uh, so yeah. you know, most developers in like 1999 would be like working on a a, a hip new a hip new programming language called C plus plus, and Sawyer was like, "Hold my beer, I'm going to make this run on damn near anything." So
1: really impressive. It had had tons of knock on effects. Like not only like when they, when they took it over, they were able to make it run on almost anything Mm -hmm. because of this, but also uh, it looks good and moves and is very complicated and it doesn't affect performance. Yeah. uh, Because of this,
0: you have so many moving parts on this thing,
1: and it's, it's like pretty stable and low on glitches because of that. So, Mm you know, big part of its success. Yeah. Yeah.
0: Uh, so he had some friends and family play test the game, uh, and he decided, all right, I've got something here. might not be ready to sell, but I will uh, make a, a deal with Hasbro. They're going to buy this thing. Uh, they're going to make sure that it gets a proper uh, testing cycle and a proper release. And it was massively successful. Uh, he ended up making $30 million in royalties, which is right. unimaginable.
1: Yeah. He also, I mean, we're going to talk about this. He also retired to the offline colonies, which, like, I admire so fucking much now. Yep. <laughs> Um the uh, he didn't begin the tycoon games um Microprose published Sid Meier's Railroad Tycoon which probably just really burned his biscuits as a transport tycoon guy. <laughs> um the uh and this kind of became a way of describing uh building management sims. Um there's kind of two ways either tycoon at the end or sim at the beginning. Yep. and those are the two different ways you can describe this uh this genre
0: it became a way you could title your game to make it seem like uh it was also made by the competent developers who made uh, that other game you really liked that was really popular Mm -hmm. no this isn't shovelware (laughs) yeah yeah and they Uh. just flooded the market most of them being of you know really mediocre or bad quality like zoo tycoon is good uh, but that mm-hmm. is like the only one that I know of that has like a really good reputation. Um, Donald Trump uh, got a video game uh, proving that he's fucking inescapable. Donald Trump's real estate mm-hmm. tycoon in two thousand two, at the nadir of his career, uh, where he should have yeah. stayed. Yeah, but
1: should, should have. Yeah, any <laughs> anything would have gone great there. Yeah. The, um, I wonder if like the all the MAGA chuds and shit know about this and got really into it like there's a bunch of like you know based pepe yeah. on youtube who's doing you know who's the marcel voss of <laughs> don't real estate tycoon yeah. you know play um this trend mostly ended in the 2000s uh these some non or you know some kind of like lower tycoon games trickled mm-hmm. in afterwards um and ended up like landing a lot of mobile actually
0: yeah yeah um
1: which, which ties into the story as well mm-hmm um, so there are two expansion packs released for the first game, which featured new scenarios and ride types uh, back in the expansion uh, days. Mm-hmm. And Sawyer took what he learned from the first one and developed roller coaster Tycoon fairly quickly. Um, this has more features, more rides, but it keeps the same basic uh, thing. Mm-hmm. you know the same basic simulation it's just the good version of it yeah uh, yeah basically and like he's been he's said on record like hey i made the version of this i wanted to it was roller coaster mm-hmm. tycoon 2 yes it's part of why i stopped the genre because i did as i did the i achieved my vision
0: yeah i climbed to the hill i wanted to climb i'm really proud of what i yeah. did basically yeah. which is uh, which is admirable right you mm-hmm. know get, get get there and then hand it off Uh, unfortunately you hand it off to a bunch of people who are going to a run it into the ground. Yeah. And also, uh, stiff you out of a bunch of money. Uh, Sawyer fell out, fell out of the industry for a very long time. Uh, after this, he, uh, you know, kind of gives two reasons for this one. He was disenchanted with just the absolute prevalence of violent games. Uh, you know, didn't like that. There were so many (laughs) shooters out there um and also he was in a bitter lawsuit um with a bunch of people so the tech, uh, the roller coaster tycoon brand uh changed hands very frequently between um micropros and hasbro and atari uh somewhere along there uh he stopped getting money from it and like hey I should probably still be getting money from this and it took an awful lot of uh time and uh resources to straighten that out
1: so the uh these got worse and worse uh and the reason they got worse and worse is because they were just kind of passing the uh the name back and forth the brand back and forth between these different uh different companies Mm -hmm. and making crummier versions of it Uh, roller coaster tycoon 3 came out in 2004 and sawyer was only a consultant on it and after that we got a series of dressed down mobile ports and Microtransaction rich mobile ports and an on-rail mm-hmm. shooter. Yeah. Uh like the roller coaster in Final Fantasy VII, I guess. I maybe. Uh no thanks.
0: No, 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 thank you. Uh Roller Coaster Tycoon World, which was uh kind of hailed as being the uh you know, the 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 next big thing, had a really botched launch, uh I believe in like 2014, 2015, something like that um just uh like very little uh, good associated uh with a roller coaster tycoon has uh has happened aside from the fact that sawyer came back to the industry in 2013 uh with a mobile port of transport tycoon that's actually how i first played that it works really well it works really well on ipad at the very least um Mm -hmm. and ultimately he did roller coaster tycoon classic in 2016 uh, uh, that was on mobile and then it was released over on PC, which is how I played it for the, for the show here. Uh, he had to pr- program them from the ground up again and see to make this happen. So two very impressive programming feats.
1: Yeah. Uh, we mentioned, uh, rollercoaster Tycoon uh, open mm-hmm. source version, uh, our open RCT2 came out in 2014. Um, that is a great way even to play this. Mm-hmm. You know, instead of playing classic, like it was good that we supported the, you know, supported the the devs and gave them money and everything. Mm-hmm. Uh, there are a lot of quality of life things in open RCT2. Yeah. That I missed mm-hmm. uh, this. Yeah. And uh, the, <clears throat> the company that made Roller Coaster Tycoon 3, the team rather, uh, went on to kind of redeem themselves. Roller Coaster Tycoon 3 is not supposed to be very good, but they released Planet Coaster in 2016 and people love that game.
0: Yeah. It's like a real passing of the torch kind of moment, actually um yeah. and i fired it up and it's good <laughs> like it's you know nice to be able to navigate in 3d uh and actually be able to see what you're doing
1: yeah yeah i uh i believe it i've not <laughs> played played planet coaster uh but i am interested yeah so the classic waff uh thing of me being like interested right now and then <laughs> probably not having time to get to it before i move on to the next WAF game right right but right now it's like ooh.
0: Mm. you know i, I still want me to just, design some theme parks yeah
1: yeah me just staring at the like spiritual successor to uh, <laughs> uh what is it dungeon dungeon maker dungeon master
0: oh yeah yeah that uh that just came out here recently didn't it
1: yeah, keeper I, story people, or something like that yeah yeah
0: Dun- anyway. dungeon keeper is what you're thinking of
1: dungeon keeper i'm sleepy everybody. yeah that's no, fine Let's uh, let's talk about this game. Yes.
0: Let's get into it. We should talk about what the game looks and plays like, because this is going to be something that, you know, be the first thing you notice, but also it's going to kind of be maybe a barrier to entry uh, because it was outdated even uh, at the time that it came out. You know, the original one came out in uh, uh, 1999 uh, and Mm -hmm. games were moving to 3D at that time. And this is very much... You know, it's a 2D isometric game, you know, like everything is rendered as a sprite view of a uh, of a 3D object that you can, you know, rotate 90 degrees. But sometimes, and in fact, I'd say more than half the time, if you're building in a crowded park, uh, you're not going to be in no view is going to show you what you need to see.
1: <laughs> that That is my number one thing that interfered with my enjoyment yeah. of my time with this, where like I would put down a coaster And sometimes legitimately be like, where the fuck is the entrance to this? Mm -hmm. Like, I have no idea where, where is this stuff? Yeah. You know, like just getting that detail and you can zoom (laughs) in. uh, But only having those four angles hurts more than you might think. Yeah. um, You know, for this type of game. Uh, Luckily, everything is built on a grid, you know, so there is a uh, kind of a guideline for that. But because you're working in three dimensions, Mm -hmm. um, you know, there is a little bit of guesswork involved um, in terms of which way things will end up facing or Mm -hmm. what exact angle things have to be, especially once you start dealing with um, changes in elevation.
0: Yeah, I made a lot Uh, of accidental monument valley levels um, before I got a hang of it. (laughs) (laughs)
1: <laughs> yeah, a constantly non-Euclidean park, like just, just absolutely, you know, uh, so that, that was a huge, uh, huge bummer.
0: Mm-hmm. <laughs> so, uh, it, it, just a, a big onboarding period to kind of get over that, uh, that initial hump. Um, and I mm-hmm. remember it being awkward back in the day too, you know, um, as you mentioned, you have really wide levels of zoom. You can, you know, go into the level of individual guests. You can zoom back out and see your entire park at a glance, uh like no resolution is added like at the highest level of zoom you have big blocky pixels you know mm-hmm. which is you know which is fine uh you know but like we said foreground uh objects get in the way um, and that is a problem with uh, varied terrain, like you said, elevation problems end up being a thing, um, and that is like factored in. Like that is an element of the difficulty. As the scenarios march on, you end up developing in more and more hostile uh, kind of territory. You know, more hills, yeah. more uh, valleys, more rivers, and stuff like that. And there's well, just and
1: a. It's it's a part of like elevation changes and stuff are things that your coasters are rated on. Not like mine. Having...
0: Low and slow, baby. <laughs>
1: <laughs> um, yeah, are, are you're incentivized though to engage with this shit? Yeah, yeah. Uh, and also, you know, the way that things in the foreground will get in the way, your rides will have better ratings if they like intersect with each other.
0: Yeah, if they're things tangled like up. That. Yeah.
1: Yeah, and that is so fucking hard to do. Mm-hmm. Like I, I get it. I understand that you know it's not like it's impossible Uh it's just tricky
0: yeah it would be Um, difficult in real life and it's difficult here yeah Yeah, because
1: also did a lot of low and slow bbq rides (laughs) Uh, you know yeah just uh how flat can i make this land before i even start
0: (laughs) oh of course yeah no uh, most of the budget for any like big construction project that i tried was in terraforming which is not a very good way to spend your money actually Mm -hmm. Oh, uh, but yeah, like learning to do this is a lot like learning to be really good at a CAD program, you know, just in mm-hmm. one of those real crunchy programs where like, you know, you have four different windows up that show you different access views of whatever you're working on, you know,
1: I needed a undo button in this oh more than God. I needed air and water. Yep. Uh, because of the, this element we're talking about, yep. um, you don't sell things for the same price you buy them. Mm-hmm. Some stakes are costly. Uh, Yeah. The things are costly. So it's not like the Sims where it's like, Oh, if I'm in build mode and I buy something, I can just sell it again for the same cost. Mm -hmm. You know, Nope. If you, uh, if you do this wrong, it just costs money. Yeah. You, You will end up in absolutely ludicrous scenarios in this, where you are, uh, building a roller coaster and you're doing a little section of terraforming and, uh, you know, coaster building with months between Mm -hmm. the different elements of it, because you have to sit there and wait for it to rain, to get money. Yep. (laughs) Um, And uh, it is, it is—it needs an undo button so bad. And I cannot believe they didn't include one. Mm -hmm. It has to be intentional. Like it is a feature of everything at this point. And you know, when you Chris Sawyer, when he talks about interviews and everything, he believes that scenario play is the true way to play this game. Um, and I can imagine him just thinking like, no, that's part of the game, like carefully yeah. planning this mm-hmm. and getting it's like, right. That's the game. I understand. And, uh, I
0: need to plan ahead, yeah. but also like there's a difference between I planned poorly and Oh, that didn't lay down the way that I expected it to. Yeah. 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 Uh,
1: so that, that stuff is, uh, that's maddening. Mm-hmm. What it ends up meaning, uh, for me in terms of when I'm playing it is before I start a project, I save. Yep and uh then i make the project and then uh whenever i get to fuck up i start over yes and so i don't lose anything except for time but boy do you lose time mm-hmm.
0: so. yeah so i mean that happened less and less as i went on and, you know so i imagine if somebody went went through that process a long time ago they probably think oh you guys are splitting hairs it really is uh pretty hostile when you get in yeah, uh initially, at least initially. yeah uh, talk about scenarios. So, out of the box, there is no straight up like sandbox mode in this where you just sit down with no goal, uh, and like a starting amount of money and a wide open field where you can build whatever you want to. Uh, everything in roller coaster tycoon is organized into scenarios,
1: yes. And again, that is philosophically what uh, what Chris wanted, but you know, he's on the record of that, yeah. Um, these are organized by difficulty classes. And you unlock new scenarios by completing previous ones. Um, What happens is you get dropped into an existing park space. Um, Either there, you know, some degree of it is built, even if it's just uh, very little. Mm -hmm. And you have starting conditions, restrictions, and different goals. Yes. Um, And they do different, they kind of adjust different sliders to make things more difficult or easy. So if you have lots of space, uh that tends to be easier. Mm-hmm. You know, if you have a very small footprint, uh that's much more difficult.
0: Yeah. Uh you have to really work to optimize the space, especially if you're working with a goal that requires you to put to fit a lot of people into it.
1: Yeah. Yeah. And then we talked about terraforming. Uh terraforming is very expensive. Um, even just getting rid of trees mm-hmm. and stuff can be very expensive. Um, so yeah, that yeah. is a bummer.
0: Um they do the Sim City thing where some of the scenarios you, you can get into uh are fully built but they're built very poorly. Um mm-hmm. so you can get into like an existing park that is extremely poorly optimized. Uh and say like hey, turn this park around and that that often involves ripping out old things and uh kind of like making it smoother or putting in better rides, uh etc um yeah. i i thought that i would not care for those but i actually do like them it's a little bit like oh yeah like rewriting is fun <laughs> as mm-hmm. opposed to like sitting down and staring at a blank page like basically my, my arc with the scenario play was i initially was really put off by it but as i kind of like caved to the to the developer intent i started getting fond of it
1: yeah I was okay with it. I could not imagine sitting down and just doing all the scenarios. No, no. Um, the later ones, which I've read about more than I, I've poked at, mm-hmm. uh, cause I didn't unlock them. Yeah. Um, just seem like nightmares to me, mm-hmm. you know, and it, the way that this is, I definitely engage with this more as a fun, expressive tool than mm-hmm. as a challenge.
0: Yeah.
1: Uh, is, is kind of how I've, i I want to play with this. Yeah. Um, when they do those scenarios, there also can be these different restrictions in terms of that expensive shit you can do. So mm-hmm. you might not be able to take down trees, Yep. you know, or alter the train. Like this is a special Hill, <laughs> you know, don't, don't terraform this veterans are buried there. That kind of thing. Right. Or like, you can't turn, you can't tear down old Woody. That coaster has been here since the turn of the century. Mm-hmm. And it's just like garbage death trap. that are fixing every 10 minutes.
0: <laughs> right. Just a, just a real sap, uh, especially if it's an older coaster, and it's gigantic uh taking up space and stuff like that yeah um yeah so like just i was impressed by the sheer number of ways that they could complicate your life (laughs) even even before you get into the into the goals and stuff
1: yeah um these goals you know each scenario has its own goal Mm -hmm. and you'll usually have a a deadline um not always there are ones where you have all the time in the world you just have to get there Mm -hmm. but they have other restrictions to make that difficult um And you have a season, you have years, but you have years that you go between uh, March and October Mm -hmm. uh, because, you know, they're not open during the winter. Of course. And you usually have a certain number of years uh, for this. Yeah. Um, And these these goals uh, can be things like having a park rating, which is an overall score that uh, takes the whole park into account. That's really tricky. Mm -hmm. Um, This tended to be, you know, fairly reliable to me. Yeah. yeah. Uh, A certain number of guests, which was real tricky. Yeah. uh, Depending um or a certain park value which is the cost of everything that's built in the park.
0: Yeah, uh those ones usually involved me uh just panic buying a bunch of stalls and a bunch of like yep. thrill rides
1: at the very end
0: like it doesn't matter if they're connected and if people uh ride them i like I, papa's gotta get over that get, gotta get over the three hundred thousand dollar mark baby
1: <laughs> yep so th- this money that i have in just liquid form is now going to be on haunted house form <laughs> i'm just gonna put 20 haunted houses off the map yep <laughs> like out to the side <laughs> yeah.
0: oh man it's the next big thing uh buy buy, buy the dip yeah
1: yeah <laughs> the uh man haunted house designer
0: oh fuck yeah
1: haunted house tycoon
0: please please and thank Ooh. you yeah oh. L- little first person walkthroughs and stuff shit yeah. you just Ooh. came up with a really good uh. idea dude
1: uh, tm tm need... tm sometimes when i say an idea like that somebody just tweets me and it's like hey somebody's already done that you dingus mm-hmm. so that's what i'm hoping for now
0: yes please minus let, the dingus part let... <laughs> of course there's no need to be rude <laughs> Um, yeah, so you you also start with different amounts of money. Uh, sometimes it's mm-hmm. in loans that need to be repaid with interest, uh, and the payments are made automatically, uh, each month, uh, causing a drain on your net profits. Uh, yeah. so, yep. you know, just, you um, always want to be mindful of your overhead.
1: Sometimes you don't have to pay back your loan. Mm-hmm. So and you can you can just increase your loan and take out more money in the beginning. Yeah, yeah. Um, in order to uh, to kind of achieve your building, but slow and steady is what they they want you to do. Yeah, yeah. Um, as you mentioned before, Chris Sire, Sawyer doesn't like the toy box modes. Mm-hmm. Um, he thinks that just building without having a goal is the wrong way to play. Um, and he doesn't want them in the game. He thinks that you know you should have a goal, uh, a scenario to go through. Mm-hmm. Um, He's spent a lot of time trying to thwart ways to hack endless modes into it yeah. You know. um but these you know always failed these these sort things um and this ends up not actually mattering that much because when you achieve your goal you don't have to stop playing yeah yeah so you can just keep going if you want to keep your park going and keep expanding it mm-hmm. there's also an early scenario that is basically an empty park yeah um so the... that's the closest thing to just kind of a build your own fun mm-hmm. section it just also has you know fail conditions right really success conditions mm-hmm. which
0: you can safely ignore uh, unless you get too super worried about uh, a game yelling at you after you've played it for 40 minutes yeah <laughs> yeah 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 so. um so let's talk about kind of uh, your goal as you begin designing and laying down your park i kind of have laid out uh, kind of a broad uh, kind of flow of things that you should be concerned about. Ultimately, ending with uh, developing your own coasters and stuff. But uh, mm-hmm. you know that, that that's that's kind of dessert. You like you need to start thinking about your guests and stuff. Um, yeah, you know, starting with the basics of the park. You have an entryway. Uh, and the guests will start arriving through there. Uh, the rate at which guests arrive uh, depends on a bunch of things. Uh, depending on uh, like whether you've added new rides, whether you have a uh, uh, marketing campaign, An advertising campaign, yeah, yeah, which they ooh, they really nestle it nestle it away in there, like Canada. Yeah,
1: yeah, you, you have to you have to use it. There's that one late game scenario where you can't advertise. Mm-hmm. Um, I was watching a guide on how to do that, and that is such a wild idea to me. Where there's a roller coaster, there's like a theme park out there that's super popular, but there are no advertisements. for <laughs> it's it. It's a speakeasy. You just have to know. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> like, like a white knuckle speakeasy. You know? Oh That's no. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. That's what happens on the second day of the children's boarding school.
0: Gotcha. I gotcha. Um
1: yeah. The, uh, so there'll be there'll be different types. You know, you still have to always attract guests. Um when you start off, you'll and you're doing scenarios, you tend to be in two different types of parks. Um mm-hmm. either charge for entry or charge per ride. Um charge per ride is a lot easier. Yeah. Uh, I found. Um, and you can pause things to get a look at the lay of the land, but you cannot build while you're paused. Um, which again is very tricky. I understand the, the point of that decision mm-hmm. to make this more gamey. Yeah. Um, but it makes it hard. Yes.
0: Uh, so um, I found myself riding the pause in throttle quite a bit.
1: Oh yeah. You want to be planning in your head. Mm-hmm. A lot of this. Um, so you create paths, uh, that lead to attraction. These paths can go up and down hills. They can extend across, extend across bridges or piers. And uh, you need to have enough uh, paths for traffic flow or else, or else guests will say it's the place is too crowded. Yes. Um, you also can't just make um, big open paths that are too big because guests will get lost as well. <laughs> so they're, they're not smart.
0: No, no. In fact, I mean, they're, they're smarter than they used to be. Um, apparently, the mm-hmm. one of the big jumps from Roller Coaster Tycoon 1 to Roller Coaster Tycoon 2 was in Guest AI. Uh, but yeah, mm-hmm. they can get lost in a two-by-two square.
1: Yeah, because they get, they they, yeah, they just make a random choice when they come to a fork.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: Uh, fools. <laughs>
0: uh,
1: they can also only hold one object at a time, so they can be like hungry and yep. they can be eating and then complain that they're thirsty, but they're already holding a hamburger, <laughs> which is such a funny idea to me. Like, aw.
0: <laughs> I'd be holding okay. a burger. We need to develop a straw that goes through the burger, so you can take <laughs> yeah, bites around ooh. it, but then sip. Yeah. <laughs> mm. Mm, get get on it modders guess, uh, yeah. <laughs> uh so in addition to paths you can lay out scenery and decoration uh scenery mm-hmm. will affect your uh your park rating uh, and improve the mood of guests uh and improve the ratings of your rides like if you have mm-hmm. uh if you have like flower beds around your uh around your roller coasters people will think the the, the ride is more engaging more exciting
1: yeah yeah Um, there are some things that are in that kind of decor menu that are actually really mechanical though. Yeah. (laughs) Um, the way that menu is laid out is really frustrating to me. Yep. Um, the, uh, so benches give your guests a place to rest, which allows them to reduce their nausea. Mm Uh, so rides have certain nausea ratings. They get off the ride. They're feeling queasy. You don't want them to puke because that creates puke. Mm -hmm. So you want them to be able to sit down. Yes
0: yeah uh wow. they will not sit down unless they're at the maximum nausea so you're gonna have a lot of people with green faces um yeah you know, just slightly green faces if they're at the greenest face well, i mean they're just gonna vomit where they stand and then walk forward through it so
1: <laughs> gonna, like wade through it like noah um, <laughs> yeah, um... Uh, you also want to build tons of trash cans, just like in real life, because mm-hmm. uh, this reduces litter. Yeah. Uh, when I am in a city and I walk like three blocks without seeing a trash can, I get so pissed. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's so dumb. What do you expect you know, to happen? Do you want me to, yeah. Do you want me to put this on the ground? Mm-hmm. Like, I don't want to hold this empty thing anymore. No. <laughs> um, so create lots of those. Uh, in these Path and Scenery, what you're doing is you're guiding your guests to your attractions. Um, more modern games have a lot more simulation in mm-hmm. this aspect. Um, I watched that no clip documentary, and uh, one of these, the parkitect, which yeah. just came out, simulates the eye line of every guest to That's see what they can see.
0: So ridiculous.
1: <laughs> That's a, yeah, it's really neat. This yeah. is not operating on that level.
0: No, no. Um,
1: so you still need to place paths and kind of scenery to guide people to rides. You want to have their entrances and exits lined up so they can like exit a ride and see another ride to get on it. Mm-hmm. But it, it's more like manipulating kind of lemmings than it is really trying to make something that you know looks appealing
0: yeah you you're know, not designing people for people yeah
1: yeah people will like you know want to get you know chow down a burger and then get on like the pukinator mm-hmm. and then you know immediately piss and then drink a milkshake
0: Yeah, you house <laughs> like it's
1: just whatever's there if you line them up right
0: right yeah so like oftentimes this involves like thinking about uh the order of your building like linearly uh, mm-hmm. where, you know, you want to make sure that you play stuff in, you know, in order. Like, we'll put a cash machine before a very expensive roller coaster. Stuff like that, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, the, the Attractions, you know, like, you need to lay them out uh, economically. Uh, you know, even on larger maps where you have room to sprawl, is not necessarily a good idea to really uh, spread stuff out. Uh, because a density of incident will keep the guests engaged more, <laughs> um, yeah. and keep them spending money faster than if you have to, you know, force them to hoof it all the way across uh, your map because you couldn't figure out how to uh, how to economize.
1: Yeah, if if they're walking, they aren't they are riding, right? You know, and you want them uh, constantly intergauged if mm-hmm. you can. <laughs> so, as we mentioned before, you either charge at the gate or you charge uh per ride and there are different advantages to each um if you charge at the gate means all the rides are free uh but it's a good way to maximize your guest count Mm because guests will come in however uh unfortunately even if they run out of money they're not buying your burgers and and sodas and stuff they're just going to wander around yeah and take up space and cause maintenance
0: yeah so if you're optimizing for the number of guests uh, then that is the way to go. Uh, if you're trying to get money for a uh, for a lot of building, then you want to charge for individual rides uh, to cause your profits to grow very very quickly. Um, by default, uh, when a uh, when somebody runs out of money in the scenario, they can't do anything, so they leave. Uh, this was fixed in Roller Coaster Tycoon Two, uh, where mm-hmm. you could research and get a uh, an ATM. You could get a cash machine. Mm -hmm. Um, And uh, people were happy they could go and withdraw more money, kind of keeping them around and keeping them uh, profitable. Um, And as you're doing this, you know, you want to make sure that you are pricing things uh, at a reasonable point. Uh, Generally, the price you can set for each ride is determined by its excitement rating. Uh, We'll talk about those when we get to the rides. But just, you know, how appealing is this? How, you know, how willing will people be to hand over $6 to ride this roller coaster? Um, and that can change depending on like how long a ride has been around, what its history of deaths is, things like that.
1: Yes. Yeah. In general, if something's new and shiny, Mm -hmm. you can charge more for it. But eventually, you know, those merry-go-rounds are going to cost 20 cents. Yes. In your, in your park because nobody cares about them. Mm -hmm. Um, the, uh, prices for uh, goods and food at the different gift stalls, uh, have a fixed kind of range you can give them. Um, and you can set them to be uniform throughout the park. But there's also a min-maxing you can do mm-hmm. with this stuff. Like, guests will pay more for a map further into the park. Mm-hmm. Which is pretty wild. Like, oh, like, your convenience fee. Mm-hmm. Like, I didn't get one at the beginning. Yeah. Um, You kind of experiment with this stuff, though. Yeah. And, uh, you know, and you can get a little insight. You're not going blind because we do have a way to look at our guests, which are <laughs> called peeps. Yeah. In this game.
0: Yeah. Um, and the guests are simulated at an individual level. Like we said, they're relatively, uh, simplistic, especially in their decision-making. Uh, but each of them has their own wants and needs. Uh, and something that I love, a window that I always have open, uh, is basically the survey says window, uh, Mm -hmm. where, you know, you can see like a list of every individual guest and what they are thinking, or you can look at the thoughts of every guest, which, uh, organizes the thoughts that they have, uh, from most common to least common, So this is a way for you to spot problems uh, that you may not be able to see because your your attention is elsewhere or because of the interface, right?
1: Yeah, for me it was a lot of times during the interface. Like people would complain about vandalism, and it's like Mm -hmm. I haven't zoomed in on that specific park bench. Yes, you know to to see that it's broken. Mm -hmm. Um, So this allows you to kind of uh, you know change your priorities and solve problems. Um, And but these thoughts are also bespoke. Yes. to an individual guest so they have a preferred uh, ride intensity and nausea tolerance um so a guest could say um you know one guest could be like this ride is too boring mm-hmm. um but that doesn't mean that ride is too boring in general It means mm-hmm. it's too boring for that specific guest you kind of have to look at everybody and make decisions based on the trend yeah there yeah
0: so you know just kind of I, I keep an eye at the top to see if there's a fire that i need to put out And then just by keeping that window open, you're able to kind of notice trends over time. Um, And Mm -hmm. like if something is working its way up the survey, then you know you can get ahead of that before it starts really becoming a drain on happiness. Right? Yeah.
1: Yep. Yeah. Um, There are kind of five meters that pop up for these peeps. Uh, They have an energy meter, which is how fast they'll move through the park. And we want them to move fast. Mm-hmm. Um, and they either arrive tired or get tired from walking. Uh, so this is perked up by giving them food and drink. Mm-hmm. Yeah, uh, Which is also answered uh, by hunger.
0: Yeah. yeah they've hunger got thirst. separate thirst and hunger. See also the discussion about the burger straw. Uh, mm-hmm. High enough values of uh, hunger and thirst will make guests seek out a food or drink stand. Uh, but they can only uh, eat or drink one thing at a time and it takes forever. And we didn't talk about this in the presentation, but the time scale on this is all messed up. Uh it's An 20 individual 20. will spend years and years inside these parks,
1: yeah, like, yeah, even if they're not going on torture rides, but like it, it is it's is like basically how people go here for college or something.
0: My dearest Belinda, like, I am here at the electric yeah. fields. It has been six <laughs> fortnights since I have started eating this burger
1: yeah, they are, you do you go for the slow burger, <laughs> uh, which I like the quantum burger yep um they also have a toilet meter which mm-hmm. is when they have to go pee-pee or poo-poo. Uh, and if they can't get to a toilet, they just leave your park, which is polite of them. Yep. Uh, so you got to build plenty of bathrooms, yep. uh, which you can individually name, uh, <laughs> which I was having a lot of fun naming those like you know the annihilator and get, giving them like coaster names <laughs> the
0: cyclone <laughs> <laughs> it's
1: very very fun ufo explosion yeah. it's just a bathroom <laughs> like,
0: god i love naming stuff naming stuff has an effect on things too like if you read yeah, if yeah. you rename a ride people will be more interested in it
1: yeah i gotta make the most exciting bathroom in the park
0: yeah you can get you can get an yeah. award for having the best bathrooms like for having really yeah. good uh, bathroom coverage it's a it's a golden yeah. toilet Yeah, it's
1: great. But yeah, Uh, uh, as that meter comes up, they might take a ride on the Annihilator if it really too stall. Yep. That I have near the entrance.
0: Yeah. And you can, like, people will gladly pay to go to the restroom, but I I, I feel so ethically opposed to doing that. I have no problem charging $20 for an umbrella when it starts raining, but the idea of charging somebody 20 cents to to rock a whiz, it just (laughs) is so vile
1: to me. (laughs) It's a, it's a, I know those things exist. I I have used one of those when when I was a real little kid. I uh-huh. remember uh, the laundromat that my mom and I used to go to had a pay toilet, hmm. and it was just it was just wild to see. And she used to my mom would pay for it for her to use it, and then like hold the door open so I had to like sync up. <laughs> her, so I had to pay once. Yeah, it's like, ma'am, I'm six. Like I don't, you know. Yeah, it's I, I can't do this on demand. Uh huh. No, yeah. it was it real, just, real weird as a thing. But just like the,
0: the, you know, it, it seems to me that if you install a pay toilet, what you're asking for is for somebody to take a dump in front of the door.
1: Yeah, yeah, yeah.
0: Because that's I, how humans work. I, I think I
1: will never pay to pee. Yeah. Now as an adult. Yeah, probably. Like on principle, I will just piss in on the door mm-hmm. or whatever. Like anything I can do to fuck over the people who decide to do that
0: become ungovernable. Yeah.
1: Uh, yeah, absolutely. <laughs>
0: uh there's another meter for nausea uh the nausea meter will uh uh, fill up as people ride nauseating rides uh as it grows they're going to get sicker and sicker until they vomit on the food on the footpaths we talked about them just just overflowing and then uh continuing feeling great fresh as a rose Mm -hmm. fresh as a daisy Mm -hmm.
1: uh time to time to rally (laughs) yep
0: second wind baby uh but the other guests uh they hate walking by vomit which is understandable uh yeah so that needs to be cleaned up uh like we said this can be managed by placing benches around or roller coaster tycoon added first aid stalls where people can go and have uh orange slices and water yeah
1: yeah uh their most important thing is happiness though um if they get their other needs met And they're riding on rides they're having positive thoughts about the scenery they're not you know and the attractions they're gonna be happy so they're gonna stay longer spend more money if they can and this will have a huge effect on your park rating Mm -hmm. um unhappy guests will just leave and extremely unhappy guests who see that there's vomit and and litter everywhere become vandals Mm -hmm. Uh, so they break your benches and shit and they drag down the happiness of other people around them
0: yes so you
1: can rule your park with an iron fist <laughs> and choose the order path you can turn uh, it into a police terms. state <laughs> <laughs> yeah. yeah you can you can do the law and order yeah as opposed to the faith path if you'd like <laughs> and just have security guards everywhere to stop this but mm-hmm. that is more expensive than just not leaving vomit everywhere
0: yeah yeah you know they're just uh the, the you know we'll talk about the staff but the uh Something I learned from Marcel Voss is that the, uh, 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 oh gosh, security guards and entertainers are ways to treat the symptoms when it's cheaper to uh, treat the core causes, right?
1: Yeah. The the one thing I ended up having, like I'm not at Marcel Voss's level, Mm -hmm. Uh, the one thing I had a lot of luck with that I read somewhere was put entertainers near the entrance of your park Mm -hmm. because they give a little happiness boost to people leaving, which helps the park. And that seemed to, you know... That seemed to work to me. Like, oh, the panda's going to say goodbye. That Maybe this place isn't so bad.
0: Yeah. I mean, if a panda said goodbye.
1: Yeah. (laughs) Um, We we talked about how dumb they are. Um, For me, this mostly worked on any time I was trying to build an area and didn't, like, cordon off every possible way to get there. Mm -hmm. Then wandering into unfinished areas of the park and then getting off path and just kind of being lost yep like going off into the wilderness <laughs>
0: um
1: and just and you have to find them and they're small and you pick them up with tweezers and put them back on the path
0: that's so funny because
1: uh, you're an omniscient god king in this um <laughs> they're really really silly though yeah uh they they don't go to you know you people go to a theme park you have a plan mm-hmm. uh, they do not have a plan
0: no No, uh, that can be ameliorated by selling the maps that will like, you know, help them make decisions at junction points. I believe, you know, like, okay, I'm hungry and there's food stalls to the right. So I'll take a right turn stuff like that yeah. but otherwise e- it's
1: random yes like the default is they flip a coin if they get to a t intersection which is incredible <laughs> you can actually trap them in a two by two grid uh, because they just keep taking turns like thinking okay this is gonna lead somewhere without realizing <laughs> they're walking in circles
0: yeah um uh yeah. it's 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 pretty funny uh and leads to like you know when i would start up uh, an existing an existing park Um, I would, one of my first things that I would do is oftentimes there would be paths that lead to nowhere. Like, okay, I've got Mm -hmm. to cut those off. Like I need to, uh, eliminate, eliminate a couple of squares so that people will not just, I mean, spend their limited park time by, by limited, I mean, a couple of years, um, just kind of like walking out and looking at the empty field.
1: By limited part-time, you mean their sexual peak. Yeah. <laughs> they they, spent, they spent, in there, spent in Mr. Cole's wild well, thrill zone.
0: Yep. Which, at this point, is mostly a big empty field.
1: Yeah. Yeah. Uh, I love it when uh, one of the things I noticed about those dead ends is, like, every once in a while, you run into those in real theme parks. Mm-hmm. Like, uh, the zoo, the Portland Zoo, has a couple little, like, uh, junctions where you go off one way and it just leads to like a big door that says do not enter
0: <laughs> like <a laughs> yeah. big,
1: it's like that's it i'm like why is there a path to this for me yeah
0: but put a, put a uh, sign there dude i know nobody reads the signs yeah. but i do
1: <laughs> yeah I, i'm lost uh-huh. um the uh they also will end up having uh, you know, these really, really dire needs. So they're like, I'm hungry as hell, and there'll be a burger stand right there and they just won't eat a fucking burger because they're mm-hmm. already drinking a soda, or like their AI tells them that they need to go ride the Devastator or yeah. something like that. So <laughs> uh that will bring down your park rating.
0: Yeah. Well, uh, which is a little idiots. bit frustrating, but also eh, people people deny themselves yeah. happiness all the time and blame rest. it on you. Yeah. <laughs> yeah.
1: So um, to kind of help you in your your journey with this, you can hire staff, uh, as well, you mm-hmm. get paid slave wages.
0: Yeah, forty bucks um, of a week for the uh, yeah for <laughs> I, I guess. Well, they never leave, and they don't seem to eat or drink. So
1: yeah, just uh, they live there forever. They just use a uh, theme park script.
0: Uh. Grim. You know, the, um, yeah.
1: So uh these kind of are different, you know, there are different levels of importance. Um probably most important of all are handymen, mm-hmm. which uh are not I think of the handyman as kind of a mechanic. Yes. But this is more of a janitor.
0: Right. So yeah, they're c- c- custodians. They go around, they will clean up vomit, uh, they will pick up litter, uh, they will maintain any scenery that needs maintaining uh so if you have mm-hmm. flower beds they'll water them uh if you do not have enough handyman walking around and a lot of flower beds they'll start wilting and dragging happiness down um something that's important is uh and it's good that this is off by default but they can be set to mow the grass uh yeah. however th- having an unruly patch of grass somewhere in your park it just it's just it's a really marginal drag on happiness so it's not worth hiring a handyman to do it
1: it's it's all they'll do Yes. There's a big change between roller coaster tycoon one and two is the first one had that defaulted to yes. Mm-hmm. Um they have little zones <clears throat> that Yeah. they have, and you can define their patrol routes. This is for everyone, but it's, it's worth talking about here with Handyman. Mm-hmm. Uh, because I found this also to be a little bit obnoxious, like ensuring I had coverage.
0: Yeah. For this, yeah.
1: I wish this was a little bit smarter.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: You know, or like there was a drag down, I could assign them to like certain rides or certain sectors or something. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you know, a little menu because making sure they're covering everything. Like you can end up with non-overlapping patches and just mm-hmm. have like, oh, this area of your park is just dog shit. Nobody covers it, so it's <laughs> yeah. bringing down my rating. And now I'm like scrolling around this isometric yeah. pixel thing trying to find the zone.
0: Yeah, try, try, trying trying to match. find the, the the vomit alley that I accidentally created.
1: Yeah, yeah, the horrible river. <laughs> 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 the lazy river that I made than unadvertised secret menu.
0: Ride. Oh no. <laughs> the, um, Fucking yuck, dude. you <laughs> at r
1: slash Gary's park. You can see uh, all the, all the different people work there complaining about the secret rides.
0: <laughs> yeah. Uh, so uh, also important, uh, if you're going to have any kind of rides uh, that have moving parts of them are uh, the mechanics. Uh, you're going to want to mm-hmm. have them around. They inspect rides, uh, to kind of do preventive pre- preventative maintenance on them and then also fix them uh, when they uh, break down. Obviously, this is important because you want those rides up and making money for you either directly by getting ticket re- ticket revenue or by keeping people happy who want to ride them. Uh, also, mm-hmm. keeping your rides fixed uh, reduces the chance that people will die.
1: Yes, because uh, that's a really big deal. Yeah, uh, as you might expect.
0: Mm
1: -hmm. Um, the uh, security guards we mentioned, they deter vandalism within a certain radius around them. Um, And entertainers are people in panda suits who keep people happy. Um, You want to put them along with TVs and long lines. You want to put them at your entrance Mm -hmm. to your park, Um, but you can keep people happy and keep vandalism down in other ways. Yeah. So an optimal play, as we mentioned, don't really need them. Mm -hmm. Um, You can each individual You know, unit, you staff member, you can give them specific duties in addition to giving them like a patrol patch. Mm -hmm. So you can have a mechanic that's like, I'm the inspector, another mechanic that's, I'm the repair guy. Mm -hmm. Um, You can also set uh, the timing intervals on when things are inspected, Mm -hmm. and setting those to pretty low was really successful for me.
0: Yes. Um,
1: Just, you know, inspect the stuff every 10 minutes because Mm -hmm. I don't want any more. (laughs)
0: yeah. <laughs> no. no more uh no no more funeral pr- processions uh please yeah. and thank you yeah um it generally the 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 strategy that I followed which I think was on the before I play is that you know you're gonna have like few enough coasters that you can feasibly just hire a mechanic for each one and set their uh, patrol route to be just around the footprint of the thing uh that way they're mm-hmm. always there and ready to uh inspect things and, can, and get them back up. Um mm-hmm. that mm-hmm. was a that was a good way to go. Uh and I would also like just for a bank or a patch of uh stationary rides, you know, thrill rides, gentle rides, I would just assign one uh, uh one repairman or mechanic for
1: those. Yeah. Yeah. Which you know ends up ends up working mm-hmm. pretty well. Yeah. Yeah. Um, the, uh, economics of the game. So the SIM part of it, um, you do have this little interface where you can look at your financial overview and, uh, check out your profit and loss various projections. Um, this is also where you take out loans, mm-hmm. uh, which will give you a big influx of cash, but make you have uh, higher monthly payments. Yes. Um, in terms of interest. Mm-hmm.
0: Uh, it was precisely because of this and the loans that you can take in SimCity that I actually learned about loans and interest rates
1: at yeah. uh, uh, too thanks young of school. an age
0: yeah <laughs> thanks yeah. school you never taught me that uh <laughs> the, uh
1: going with my my you know just wanting to do funny shit in this i was very disappointed like i could not take out a marketing campaign for the annihilator bathroom stall <laughs> uh, like free tickets on the annihilator or whatever do
0: it like uh, uh the, that grocery store jungle gyms where people go just to see the uh the the, the porta pot that turns into a nicer bathroom when you walk in.
1: yeah. Well, that's, that's what I wanted to do. I just uh-huh. couldn't charge for it. And I couldn't do a marketing campaign.
0: On it. <laughs> just to have people be pleasantly surprised by your squeaky yeah. clean, uh, abundant bathrooms.
1: Incredibly thrilling <laughs> bathroom.
0: Um, yeah. Marketing campaigns. Like I was having trouble uh, meeting like scenarios that had guest goals without this. Uh, once mm-hmm. I discovered this, I mean, this is always a worthwhile investment. Right. So you there there are four different kinds you can do like you can advertise for your park or a ride or you can give uh, vouchers for free rides or food. Um, mm-hmm. This is a way to turn your short term cash surplus into money down the line. And if I had money, you know, if I if I had the couple thousand bucks that it required over the course of the six weeks, I would always do it because it would always pay dividends.
1: Yeah. And there's also a weird quirk in the engine where if you do a two-week one, you get a week for free. mm um, So having one of these running most of the time is good. Yeah. Um, it's a way to breathe life into old rides. Um, it is a way to get people hyped about new rides. Hmm. Um, is good. Yeah. Uh, you also have a research component. There's like a tech tree, sort of, mm-hmm. in this, um, where you decide how much you want to invest at three levels into research in general and what kind of things are being researched just through boxes that you tick. hmm um the uh research happens randomly so when a project begins you of the categories you have selected one of them is rolled up and a specific attraction within that category is researched Mm -hmm. so after a certain period of time you will research things and this is uh you know really down to the level like initially things like info booths and stuff you have to research Mm -hmm. um so getting those basics getting information booths getting um etms things like that yeah really really useful and then you can switch it you know if you want to just have transport rides and, and water rides you can <laughs> but really you're going to probably want uh some thrill rides and then coasters and you know miscellaneous
0: yeah yeah um and obviously you want to change this over time as your needs uh, as your needs develop sometimes you can you can get lucky and you find exactly what you want uh at the start but it is a little bit of a slot machine kind of thing
1: yeah, which is a weird choice. Yes. Um, and yeah. there's also the things that are available from the start are going to depend on the scenario as well. Mm-hmm. Um, and sometimes those are randomized, too. So, like, in a scenario, you'll either have a burger stand or a uh, ice cream stand, mm-hmm. you know, uh, unlocked by default, and you have to research the other one.
0: Yes. Yeah. Um, Kind of a final financial consideration here. Some scenarios allow you to uh, expand the footprint of your park uh, in two different ways, either by outright buying parcels of land uh, one square at a time, which is extremely Mm. expensive. Thousands of thousands of dollars just to add uh, uh, an extra row or column uh, to your park. Or for less money, you can buy construction rights. So uh, your coaster can actually extend out above a particular line. Uh, so, if a neighborhood uh, potentially wanted to build there one day, they would just have people screaming over overhead
1: <laughs> every fifteen minutes. Yep, screaming <laughs> and crashing. Yeah. I never thought about living under a roller coaster before. <laughs> So care for that
0: no just uh, think about all the free shoes and sunglasses you would get
1: <laughs> cell phones are popping yeah. these really brought the, on the property values when they installed the the blood curdler yeah above uh, my, my house so we talked about uh stalls are, are the words uh or is the phrase they use for like burger stands and various just little one-by-one things you can pop up mm-hmm. um these are things that you use to plug holes to boost happiness and provide a little bit of extra income mm-hmm we talked about it a little bit. Um, you have to price these things. You kind of have to ride the throttle. Um, and the uh, guests will get uh, really unhappy if the items are very expensive. Yes. And uh, we'll get less happy when they buy them. Mm-hmm. So, you know, they're not going to love spending money uh, on this, but they will do it. And you also, they need food. Mm-hmm. So you have to manage
0: them. <laughs> so, you know, you have the leverage on them. <laughs> Submit or starve. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um for food stalls like i was not able to in any of my research find an appreciable difference between them uh you know it seemed like every food stall would eventually make somebody thirstier and every drink stall would make the um would make the toilet meter go up
1: yeah well it's also interesting too because the way that um you can Guests will only hold one thing at a time. My, my impulse was to build like a food court. Yeah. You know, like I, I built lots in this, like built squares and did kind of zones, mm-hmm. but you really don't want to do too much of a food court because no. they can only do one thing at a time. So you really kind of want to spread these out and it doesn't matter too much what they are.
0: Right. Like right. Like
1: a bathroom and a food thing mm-hmm. every once in a while. Yeah. You know? Um, there are also some miscellaneary ones as well uh, that are cosmetic things, so hats, sunglasses, and uh, balloons that give you a little bit of happiness and make you a little bit of money. Mm-hmm.
0: Yeah. Uh, just like there is special scenery that is uh, uh, mechanically important, there are stalls that are really important. We've alluded to all of these, you know, toilets, cash mm-hmm. machines, first aid uh, first aid rooms. The one that we haven't really talked about in depth uh, is the information kiosk, which ends up being pretty important, uh, which sells maps uh, that will uh, make their pathing a little bit less random, uh, and allows you to gouge for umbrellas.
1: <laughs> yeah, this this is uh, I don't. This is going to sound like an exaggeration, and with enough time, I would have been fine.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: Um, without gouging for umbrellas, that is how I passed a bunch of these scenarios. Yep, <laughs> it was umbrella money. Um, guests will pay anything for an umbrella if it's raining. Mm-hmm. Um, so you price your umbrellas fairly. And then when it starts raining, you mark them up to $20. Mm-hmm. That's the maximum. And you will just watch money go ding, 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 ding <laughs> like, <you're> just, <laughs> yeah. like a slot machine.
0: Ice cream out. man. Ice cream man. Yeah.
1: It, it's exactly that. Uh <laughs> And you just, you make tons of money. It's a way to make quick cash. Mm-hmm. I, um I mean, it's rain, also
0: important because rain will be a real damper on uh, gas behavior too. And they will be more willing to go around and do stuff if they have uh, an umbrella, you know. Yeah, there are certain rides that are uncovered that they're going to say, hey, I'm not going to ride that when it's raining. But like they will move between the covered rides if they have an umbrella out.
1: And, you know, they just gave you 20 bucks, which is great. (laughs) So, yeah, you got a gouge.
0: um let's talk about rides
1: uh lots of types several different types um we'll talk about them specifically but these are the things that are in general about mm-hmm. them uh they have three ratings excitement intensity and nausea um you want high excitement so excitement is always good um but intensity and nausea are you know preferences either a limit or a preference mm-hmm. um, for each guest
0: yes Um, and you know, like you cannot really have an exciting ride if the intensity isn't high and intensity will always bring nausea with it. So, um, if you are designing your own tracked ride, you're going to be trying to, uh, kind of feather those values, uh, keeping trade-offs in mind. Um, but you know, when you, when you buy a preset ride, they're going to come, they're going to come with, uh, come with those. Uh, Mm -hmm. so, uh, excitement is the important one. This is how fun the ride is. Uh, You can look on the wiki to see the like what goes into the calculation. It's actually pretty interesting um, because it is a lot of different stuff, but it is more about um, optimizing for variety and reducing boredom and discomfort. Um, And also uh, like the actual layout of everything around what is on that ride matters as well. You know, people will not be happy riding or they will be less happy riding a ride in an ugly part of your park
1: yeah um intensity is how strenuous it is so this is determined by physics by Mm -hmm. g-forces uh and then nausea determines how fast that meter fills up which is also controlled by vertical g-forces twists and turns yeah um so these are all things that you you know you monitor as you're building a custom coaster or you just have stats for uh there are two kinds that we have we have non-tracked rides and tracked rides uh non-tracked have a predetermined footprint and function very simply think uh merry-go-round. Yeah. You know, yeah. Ferris wheel, mm-hmm. that kind of shit.
0: Yeah. Tracked rides, I think can technically be any size and shape uh, determined by the available space and the money that you can put into it. Uh, these kind either be pre-designed or you can use the track editor to lay them out. Um, and you can save those, those designs for later as well. So one of the things that I did was just made a very low, pr- low footprint, moderate, um, moderate excitement um steel coaster that was relatively cheap mm-hmm. and i just kind of saved that to you know use as an early cash cow right
1: yeah yeah having a standard uh easy ride
0: mm-hmm.
1: uh, you can build is really good yeah um there are cosmetic options uh that kind of change how it operates or and options that change how it operates so like the number of cars whether you want to wait for it to be full number of rotations max time in the line or mm-hmm. minimum time in the line. Uh, etc. Um, there's also just aesthetic things as well. You can use theming mm-hmm. um, and this is one of the things you unlock through research as well. So like if you want to have, you know, the future theme or the minecart theme or things like that.
0: Yeah. I, I love um, the abstract theme and I love the Jurassic theme. Medieval's the, not the too bad one either. The abstract is very weird. Is. I, did, I
1: did medieval for most of the ones that I could do. Yeah, uh, But uh, the abstract theme is very strange.
0: <laughs> hey, kids welcome to Tronland.
1: Yeah, just, yeah, but Daddy, everything else poly- is, is a,
0: it's a decrepit farm. Ride, ride the
1: polyhedron. <laughs> yeah, ride the D twelve. <laughs> um, the uh. Uh, and this is this is also where you can put in the name, mm-hmm. as we mentioned. There's a little marquee, a little electronic marquee. So, like, this is endlessly fun to me
0: uh you can also get uh uh, uh, details about the reliability uh, and information about uptime and set this is where you set the parameters about how often it should be uh, inspected uh it is always worth uh you you know the the old aphorism ounce of prevention pound of cure right Mm
1: -hmm. and uh you want to make sure you have a wide variety of rides um you don't want to just build the you know the most optimal ride because there'll be people who like that's too exciting for them Mm-hmm. You know, there are going to be people who come to your park who just want to eat burgers and go on the merry-go-round. Yeah. And uh, you have to have kind of provide for all. Yeah, God bless those wimps. Yeah. Let's, let's talk about these uh, these gentle rides. Yeah. <laughs> the
0: rides for the Flanderses.
1: Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> I just want to be, I just want to participate. <laughs> um, these are uh, things that are non-mechanical, so you get mazes, uh, mm-hmm. which don't do. no they nope. nightmares, and they just it, take forever. Yeah, uh, it's just a way golf. to...
0: It's the, maze. the mazes are just a way to keep people uh keep people uh, out of the rest of your park for a very long time
1: yep you spend a couple months in the maze uh-huh. you're basically the lady of pain uh, <laughs> whenever you create a maze in this game yeah uh, mini golf also a trap yep like a lot of these are just you know they're they're not good for you mm-hmm. uh but things like um like the haunted mansion you know haunted house or a crooked house things like that ferris wheels carousels bumper mm-hmm. cars this is all fine yeah um uh, that crooked know, this, house this is, is a really
0: money. good investment actually
1: <laughs> well it takes no maintenance uh-huh you know it's just you don't even have to like have a, a handyman there it just you put it there and it makes money slowly mm-hmm. it's like a like a low yield high reliability like investment
0: yeah um and it's something that is never worth it just a constant source of unhappiness ferris wheels man
1: I love how it's so realistic, though, because if you put them for more than one rotation, people, like, get a board on it. Uh-huh. And that's been, like, you ever been on a Ferris wheel that makes you go over it twice? It's like, uh-huh. fuck, man.
0: <laughs> well, like, well, you also have to, like, uh, there's the boarding and unboarding process, too. So, yep. like.
1: <laughs> yeah. Not, uh, often not worth it. Yeah. Um, there are also tracked gentle rides. So, these are, like, uh, car rides along these, like, railed pathways. Mm-hmm. So these are just, like, little gentle, you know, like the tour, the the tram that goes around the park, that kind of thing.
0: It's a small world, but outside. Mm
1: -hmm. Yeah. Yeah.
0: Um, It's worth saying that, like, there are, I mean, especially in Classic, which has a bunch of the expansions and stuff, there are things that look like different rides, but they're functionally the same thing. So there's, Mm -hmm. like, oh, you ride a a car on the pathway, and then there's also the bike pathway uh, kind of thing. Mm Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, mostly the gentle rides are good for spilling for filling space between larger rides. Kind of like with the thrill rides.
1: Mm-hmm. Yeah. Agreed. Um, the uh, so you're going to have, uh, as you mentioned, those thrill rides. Uh, thrill rides are really high intensity versions of these. So instead of like a merry-go-round, it's like that pirate ship mm-hmm. that goes up and down. Yeah. Um, these are good for money. Yeah. Um, and this is a good way to start
0: i found yes
1: you know like one coaster and then several of these and several gentle rides can keep you going for quite a while actually Mm -hmm. um and there are tracked versions of these which are like go-kart tracks and these are fun to design even though i didn't find them to be great for money
0: yeah they take a while Um,
1: yeah and you know that's that's the big thing Mm -hmm. uh but they're fun to create it's fun to make a go-kart track
0: yes yeah uh and these will uh keep the thrill seekers happy as they move between the coasters um, mm-hmm. which is nice. Uh transport rides, I never really fucked around with them unless they were pre-existing on a map for a scenario. Uh, mm-hmm. these are like monorails. Uh, the thing that is frustrating about these is that because of the guess uh and uh the, the way that they behave, they're not necessarily going to plan like get on them intentionally, saying, like, all right, I want to ride the disemboweler that's on the other side of the park. I can hop on this monorail and ride it two stops and get there. They'll just say, Ooh, monorail. They'll ride it until the, until they get bored. They'll get off. And then they will, um, uh, just see what else they collide with when they get off on the, on the other side.
1: Yeah. Yeah. Uh, it's yeah. They're not very smart about it. No. So I also had pretty poor luck with those. And similar to you, I had poor luck with a uh, water rides as well,
0: which is, which is um, weird. I love water rides in real life. I dig me a log the flume. Best. Yeah.
1: Yeah. <laughs> Um, like a log flume is incredible. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, uh, these were added, um, later in the series in, yes. uh, Rollercoaster Tycoon 2. Mm-hmm. Um, and they, uh, they take a long time to ride and they're hard to make people happy with. Yes. I find
0: Yeah, so I mean, on one level, they're just coasters, you know. Some of them can be your log flumes and Mm -hmm. your uh, like raft rides or uh, you know, dinghy rides. Famously, the dinghies will explode if they fly off of the uh, tracks, uh, -hmm. which is something I'm glad they never fixed, uh, which (laughs) which is good. Uh, this can also be anything that you do in a natural body of water, so you can either like lay down bumper boat tracks kind of like a, a water version of the go-karts or just like set up a dock for people to do um, to do swan boats uh, or, mm-hmm. you know, rowboats and things like that. The problem is these take a very long time. The excitement is generally lower than an equivalent cost um, anything else. Mm-hmm. Uh, and they just kind of end up being a suboptimal use of your space unless you're doing it like a role play server and saying, this is a water park. God damn it.
1: Well, or, you know, the my preferred way to play this game, which was just making something I thought was cool. Yeah, yeah. You know, which which the game doesn't encourage, but, like, I would, you know, have, like, a mini-golf. You know, I talked about mini-golf being bad, but mm-hmm. I would be like, oh, if I was going to a, a you know, a theme park, I'd want there to be mini-golf. Shit, dude, mini-golf. So i make yeah. one, even though it just cost me tons of money, it's impossible <laughs> to upkeep, and, you know, took forever to complete. Same thing with water rides.
0: Yeah, like.
1: No. You know, they, they don't really work for you, mm-hmm. but I thought they were aesthetically fun. Yes. Like, um,
0: the thing you know. that this would actually, like, the, a thing that they could add, which would make the simulation more complicated, but would give water rides a purpose, is to actually have the weather matter. Uh, right now, yeah. uh, the temperature, uh, as far as I can tell, doesn't seem to really impact people. Um, mm-hmm. But, like... You know, if, if people got way too hot riding the regular rides, and they said, "Ooh, let's go to the water park portion," kind of like if you were at Kings Island or whatever, or you you know taking the taking the walk from uh, Cedar Point over to Soak City, uh, then that would make sense. You know, for people to In cool typhoon off.
1: Typhoon Lagoon.
0: Ooh, yeah, yeah. Uh, but that's just uh, that's just not the case, and so water rides end up being a uh, an aesthetic con- uh, consideration uh, because yeah. log flumes are good.
1: Yeah, uh, You're big money makers. And the big selling point here are roller coasters. Um, they're huge. They bring in customers. They make you lots of money. Mm-hmm. Uh, and you can build your own or just choose from a staggering amount of pre-made designs. Yeah. Um, um, many of which are based on real rides, you know? mm mm-hmm. um, And there are different categories of these. So there will be, like, different subclasses. Like, a wooden coaster operates differently than a steel coaster operates different from a suspension coaster. Mm-hmm things
0: like that. Yeah. Um and you can kind of shop through them uh like within those individual uh sub sections uh for the pre-made ones. Uh generally, you know, I would buy whatever I, you know, whatever my budget uh, allowed for, but also, you know, some of these are really gigantic and you might not have an easy space to put them in. Right. Uh, So you would have to consider, okay, the cost of adding this doesn't just involve the components that go into building it. There's also the demo, right. Uh, You know, getting rid of stuff that's in the way. Uh, Mm -hmm. So that is a, that is a consideration as well. Uh, but it's a way to get roller coasters into your park that doesn't take, you know, hours of uh, of planning and fiddling uh, and uh, trial and error and stuff like that. Generally, the ones that you buy are going to uh, are going to work. Uh, you know, mm-hmm. they're going to have their they come with a baked in excitement and intensity rating. Uh, and they generally like you, you won't have a suicide coaster. Usually, usually.
1: Uh, One of the things I love for the pre-built ones is you can toggle on and off whether you want to buy the scenery as well. Mm -hmm. Um, So if you're on a budget or if you're going for a specific theme, you can just get the bare bones of it and then design your own scenery and theming and pathing. Mm -hmm. Um, So if you do get a death, this is bad. It tanks your park rating. Nobody wants to go to the Devastator. Mm -hmm. And rides that suffer crashes will be cursed. (laughs) So people are not as into going on that ride because all those kids died on it. (laughs) <laughs>
0: right. Yeah. yeah. Uh, which is reasonable. Probably one of the more reasonable sure. decisions any of these uh, any of these make uh,
1: Turn back... anybody on to merry-go-rounds <laughs> <laughs>
0: yeah. uh, but back in the day uh, when I was when I was playing this the the assumption that we operated under that I I was I was unable to confirm this time as I was playing it was is it possible to make a coaster uh, that launches somebody over the edge of the park so they don't technically die in your uh, in your park and it doesn't count against you.
1: You you can't make a coaster that does that. But there is a way to make um, an exit for your ride be underground at the lowest tile. Oh, so, so they fall into the void. Your ride, yeah, they just <laughs> fall into the void and it doesn't count towards your park limit. Uh-huh. Uh, at this point, they don't count as deaths. So all those people die, but it, you can literally just make a roller coaster people can't come back from. Yeah. <laughs> um,
0: Except the one that has yeah. the ring so they can fight the four kings.
1: Yeah. <laughs> the one-way roller coaster I call the lament configuration. And the, uh, you know, they're just, just really, really uh, great stuff there. But you have to do it by making them uh, underground. Right, right. So... <laughs>
0: yeah uh the most common cause of crashes is something called the station brake failure uh this Mm -hmm. is both common uh and also really devastating because it involves uh, a full car that is finishing the ride running into the back of a full car that is starting the ride like the brakes going into the station fail so it doesn't stop so you can potentially have two full carts running into each other
1: no good yeah uh What's really interesting about this, uh, I think, not interesting, like something I think that actually is kind of contrary to how this game wants to work, is that it's really hard to roll with these failures. Yeah. Um. You know, making a roller coaster is such a huge investment in this game. And if you get a crash and that roller coaster just now has, you know, a status of like, oh, that's the one where the kids died. Mm-hmm. There's basically no way I'm not just going to reload my game. Yeah. You know, unless it's been forever. Mm hmm. Um, like this, this, you know, and it kind of reminds me of it, like not having the undo button. Like this game is too hard. Yeah. Uh, I think in terms of how to actually play it, like the rigor is unnecessary and not additive in a lot of ways. Yeah. Um, you know, and it just, it's cool that you, that crashes can happen, but they should have made them less devastating. Uh, Mm -hmm. so I could have a cool story. Like I have this Mm -hmm. cool little emergent story. Like, oh yeah, we had to close down, you know, Dr. Minecart's Thunder powder right because you know all those kids died and now that's in the abandoned section of the roller coaster that we can't afford you know park that we can't afford to take down Mm -hmm. but it's not like totally sinking my entire game economy
0: yeah I mean the ideal thing what i would want is the ability to spend money like a special uh marketing campaign like Ooh, crash like free since yeah yep you know crash free Gosh. since 93 or something like that yeah.
1: uh. <laughs> like, just again like that mr show of the devastator or whatever. <laughs> like two whole minutes underwater <laughs> um. <laughs> no but just like give me a way to pay
0: money over time and so you know to speed up the uh the rep- Reputation, uh, yeah. of it, you know,
1: <laughs> yeah, yeah, or like, see, I'll go on it, <laughs> you know,
0: <laughs> and then you send your body it's double on safe. it, yeah,
1: yeah, it's perfectly safe, and then just you get <laughs> get with whatever entertainer has been underperforming. Yep, you know, <laughs> yeah.
0: and you just get you, you, you get into the ostrich suit, and then the other entertainers <laughs> in the ostrich suit, you know, the old ostrich switcheroo, and then send yeah. him to his uncertain fate. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> you know, just for money.
1: <laughs>
0: <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so, uh, talking about roller coasters, there are way too many types of roller coasters for us to list them individually. Uh, and Still have this mm-hmm. be an entertaining uh, kind of show, and I mean, ultimately, the thing that is different between them uh, is cost. Uh, you know, one thing. You know, steel is much more expensive than uh, the, than than wood, right? Uh, But different types have uh, different uh, parameters that they have to uh, fall into, right? So, you know, a wooden roller coaster can't necessarily have really steep banks on its curves, right? um stuff stuff like that whereas like a steel coaster that goes like suspended along a pipe will be able to have like corkscrews and stuff just the you're picking your limitations that you're getting and you know and also the aesthetics of it right like
1: the aesthetics are a huge part of this like having all these very different types like a lot of these will be similar in how they're performed for you the way they're different is in how they look and what they're like to build Mm -hmm. as like kind of a physics challenge yeah but if you're playing mostly for the management section like you can do, you can get a lot done with looping coasters you really can you know and and they're just they're cheap and they have a small footprint a lot of the time and mm-hmm. like pretty good for you
0: yeah yeah
1: um so this is this is for like enthusiasts, you know to go really deep on this stuff or high mm-hmm. level play yes um so there's different types. There's little baby coasters, starter coasters. Mm-hmm. So uh, junior coasters, big shout out to Rolling Thunder. and oh, yeah? Six Flags Great America. Mm-hmm. Um, the, uh, the Wild Mouse, the mini coasters, things like that.
0: Yes. Uh, there are larger but still relatively simple coasters. You know, your classic wooden ones uh mine coasters uh which more easily go underground uh side friction uh the side friction ones are crazy uh i just you, you look on the wiki and you see okay there's really only like one of these in the world i have no idea why they decided to put to put them in here uh it's mm-hmm. side friction because nothing is holding the the tra- holding the car onto the track so if you uh send it over a hill too quickly it will just fly off it will become a missile
1: <laughs> yeah uh, and it's a it's it's extremely cursed.
0: <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Um you've got coasters that are built for specific movements. These are oftentimes uh, uh steel ones. And you may got your loops, you got your corkscrews, you got your twisters, stuff like that.
1: Mhm. Yeah. Um we got uh these kind of different uh positions you could be, so standing coasters, you know big you remember when Superman the Ride came out? mm mm-hmm. Mhm the first uh that was a big deal uh ones that uh swing so the suspension ones reversers lay down coasters like superman as we mentioned yeah and then there were little gimmicky ones uh, like the steeplechase or bobsled uh and then like the free fall like the drop mm-hmm. coasters things like that
0: yeah i got a lot of mileage out of uh, uh making the turbine uh which is relatively oh, sure. simple and relatively low cost uh it's literally just a power launcher that will uh uh, like the, it's just a track. It's shaped like a U, um, it power launches up, uh, you, they go, uh, up until they reverse and then they go all the way back down to the other side of the U go up to the top backwards and then down to the, uh, <laughs> down back to the station, uh, perfectly mm-hmm. thrilling and also very, uh, uh, cost-effective.
1: Yeah. Yep, yep. Uh, let's talk about designing coasters, which I did not do as much of as I wanted to do. Um, I will, I'll admit, uh, I found it clunky and mm-hmm. not intuitive basically to do it. Um, but it is, uh, one of the like pillars of why people play this games. Yes. It's like, you know, we talked about the Sims. Some people are doing this as lifestyle porn. Some people are doing it as a game. Some people just want to make houses. Mm-hmm. This is the, you just want to make houses yes. of this game. Mm-hmm.
0: Uh, it's time consuming, it's complicated, but that's pretty rewarding when you get something to match up, even though it's a shitty coaster, like getting Mm -hmm. the car to make it all the way through is an accomplishment.
1: Yeah. Yeah. it's fun. Um, it's, you know, it's, it's worth doing, Mm -hmm. uh, just to engage with that part of the game, even though it is entirely optional. Yeah. Um, the reasons you might do it are just for fun to make something more optimal than what actually exists or because you have to fit a specific footprint Mm -hmm. um, that you have on your park.
0: Yeah. Um, um, the interface is pretty bad. <laughs> not this is, this lie. is the worst part of this. <laughs> yeah. You're doing it section by section. Um, you know, so you start out and then you say, all right, do you want the next one to go straight? Do you want it to be like a slight curve? Do you want it to be a, a slight banked curve, a steep curve? Um, you're just kind of like picking the direction that it's going to go. And then you commit to that. You buy the next section and then you make your next decision afterwards. So you really do have to plan, um, and the thing that makes this and uh, made made this most prohibitive for me wasn't just the lack of an undo, but uh revisions are super hard like if oh, yeah. you if you make something that is non viable, getting to the specific section and uh tearing that down is is one thing uh you know pretty difficult uh but also expensive because you're gonna have to change like everything after that.
1: <laughs> So it's, it's such a nightmare. Like yeah. it just really, really just needed to like, when you designed a coaster in this, you should have gone into like a VR zone mm-hmm. where you experimented with like virtual money. Yes. And then just like plop <laughs> the thing out, 3d printed it into existence or something. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, it, and obviously 1999, this was before that was a thing. They're going for some kind of realism, but boy, oh boy. Yes. Um, And there are really harsh physics rules in this. Um, which on again on one level like that makes sense. Mm-hmm. It's appropriate. Uh, you know, this is a very dangerous thing that people do, and the engineering involved is mm-hmm. what stops people from dying. <laughs> uh, but it also clashes with it as a video game yes um in some ways like you have to really really watch out for things Mm -hmm. um so i think the example here you have in the notes like a flat curve is a a no-no because they give you this lateral g rating which is a penalty Mm -hmm. um it slows you way down and then sometimes crashes you want to have banked curves Mm -hmm. which you know if you've rode a roller coaster before yeah but the process of learning that in game is expensive and time consuming
0: yes uh I mean, and one of the main things here uh, that you have to keep in mind that ultimately resulted in a lot of stranded cars uh, is Coaster's Coast. Like, this is... Mm You know, you <laughs> you you would you achieve speed by turning potential energy into kinetic energy. So you have to go back to your kind of like physics class and think. All right, um, my drop will fuse will, will fuel this motion, and I need to make sure that there is another drop somewhere somewhere along the line that keeps things going. Because you know, accelerators or you know, chain tracks that will uh, raise your car up a, uh, up a slope, a, they're slow and B they're expensive.
1: Mm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And again, stuff that, you know, from riding a roller coaster, mm-hmm. but it's interesting to think about it from the other side. Yes. Um, the, uh, so you also need to kind of troubleshoot your ride. Um, you can like at least as you do the test, you can watch these little graphs mm-hmm. as the car goes through it. Um, and then try to do the process of fixing it to get your best possible reading, um you know your top speed your vertical lateral g's etc and you're just trying to make this have a high enough intensity and variety and excitement to make this you know exciting and good Mm -hmm. um and also fill whatever niche you want to fill and make it as cost efficient as you can
0: yes so many factors that you're trying to uh trying to balance which is fun fun for me a little bit but it is not the Mm -hmm. simulation that i am here for
1: yeah, it, it ended up being, you know, something that I I I'm glad it's there. Mm-hmm. But I was happy to use mostly pre-built.
0: Yeah. I mean, the thing that ultimately comes out of this that I most enjoy is, you know, the aberrant coasters, the ones that uh are meant to be, you know, kind of like stunts. I mean, see Mr. Bones Wild Ride. Do we have to should we explain what Mr. Bones Wild Ride is?
1: We, yeah, we have to explain what Mr. Bones Wild Ride <laughs> is. Uh because I don't think everybody I didn't know about it. <laughs> You know, for most of my life. Uh huh. Um, it's incredible. <laughs> yep uh it's it is it is a ride that has and you can, you can go on youtube actually and somebody remade it in roller coaster tycoon 3 so you can ride it uh-huh uh in that game you can you can actually do the first person view of the thing it's what they mean. This, this ride that is just this long monotonous flat ride it's not the record-breaking marcel voss one uh-huh but but it goes on forever but the theming is like this top hat skeleton uh-huh. uh, who's welcoming you to the jungle and then it's like this slow and less ride yep
0: (laughs) takes four Um, in-game years to to to, to do uh like the meme like this is somebody on 4chan who did this but like the meme is screenshots of like uh, a bunch of people's thoughts uh, which is i want to get off mr bones wild ride <laughs> and, then, and then when you get off you know you can make it so the only option is to get back on it again and the meme image is uh the the, the skeleton with the top hat uh, uh holding a sign that says the ride never ends which is just it's perfect so it is such a good statement uh just on yeah. i mean life in general <laughs>
1: It's it's very, very funny to me. And the, the video of it in motion stuff is really fun because it has, like, um, the diegetic music. Like, you can choose which music you have for your coasters. Uh-huh. And a lot of meme videos for Mr. Duke Bones Wild Ride just put, like, spooky scary skeletons or something there. Uh-huh. But when it's actually the the in-park thing, it's very funny because you're listening to this, like, you know, theme park guitar rock.
0: Yep. And
1: you slowly get far enough away from it as it fades out. <laughs> And then as you come, you take the turn and you end up near the entrance again. The music kicks up <laughs> again, and then it just fades out again. Like, you're just so far away from the speaker, you can't hear it. Yeah. <laughs> um, really, really good. The the one that uh, Marcel Voss did, the longest one you can do, uh, involves a thing where there's a feeder ride mm-hmm. uh, to it that you have to ride to get on. And then uh, the feeder ride is ends up being this really long wait. And then you go along at one kilometer per hour through the entire thing and then there's a hill you can't crest so you start going backwards and that counts as a lap and you go backwards at one eighth the speed that you go forward oh fuck um and it's just it's just incredible and that that car has to do three laps before the next car can get on uh uh like from the feeder coaster it's really fun it's worth watching Uh uh-huh um
0: it takes what 100 in the game years to complete yeah
1: yeah it's like longer than a lifespan (laughs) Like you, like they would form whole societies. Like people would give birth and like create new religions and stuff on this ride.
0: Yeah, it's a whole snowpiercer kind of thing. Yeah. <laughs> yeah but i mean you know aside from like the ultra long ones and the memes like everybody you know i I, I was talking to, to the level guys i mentioned that we were doing this and like how many death coasters did you design and i was like oh not many this time because i really just wanted to mess with the business sim of this but like everybody mm-hmm. if you played this as a kid the first thing that you wanted to do is make it crash because crashes yeah. are interesting right
1: yeah similar similar to drowning uh, in the sims yes You know, like you're, you're gonna, you're gonna do the, the kick the dog thing. Mm -hmm.
0: Yeah. Um, you can make a ride that is incredibly intense. Uh, but if it is way too high, like intensity above 10, even the, uh, most, uh, ambitious of thrill seekers will avoid it.
1: So, yeah. Yep. you Don't want to do that. Yeah. Um, so let's talk about some of the scenarios. (laughs) Um, I did not get as far as you did. I did mm-hmm. not, like I said, I just wanted to build stuff. Yeah. So yeah. I got to diamond heights and then I was mm-hmm. like, uh, I think I'm done Yeah. Uh, here. I'm just going to start playing on my own, mm-hmm. but they do give you interesting uh, challenges and we're only going to talk about a few of them.
0: Yeah. Yeah. So I got to the Sapphire group. I think that's like the fourth bunch. And even by that time it ended up being like, you know, you get to the map. That's nothing but iceberg islands and stuff. It's like, that's yeah. hard. <laughs> like, uh, this is a different kind of planning that i actually want to do that then is fun for me yes yeah, yeah. Um, um like an easy good one to get rolling on that is uh you know not so much a um you know start fresh like bumbly beach is good because it starts you with uh like an existing uh successful small amusement park so you don't have to build your own wooden coaster like that one's pretty good
1: yeah you just expand yeah you know Um, the, uh, in terms of ones that you have here in the notes that I did that I have strong memories of, Mm -hmm. uh, Millennium Mines is tough, um, because it's kind of your first introduction to elevation and you have, uh, a mine coaster, which is good Mm -hmm. and will make money. Um, but it's trying to teach you how to build underground and that's really difficult, even though it helps, uh, with your rating and everything. I find it really hard and this is where I would run into things where two pieces of land, would look like they matched up, but I couldn't build a fucking path on there Mm -hmm. and just lost my mind. Yeah. Uh, with frustration Mm -hmm. in that map. Yeah. Um, yeah. Mm -hmm.
0: A good, uh, kind of like green Hill wide open one is crazy castle actually mm-hmm. um what is it uh, not evergreen green gardens but like the forest one is the closest that you can forest? get something think, like that yeah forest.
1: yeah there's something like that
0: yeah evergreen forest i think is, is maybe what it is uh like that that is one of the closest that you get um uh but uh crazy castle uh is i think a little bit better just because it is just a big wide open square field uh mm-hmm. you have to unlock this one i believe uh, so you have to go do a couple of scenarios, but like, if I wanted to just fuck around, this would be the one that I opened up.
1: Yeah. Yeah. Yep. Um, what else did I do? Uh, it's kind of, it's hard to remember these names all cut, run together mm-hmm. for me. And like I said, I, I got into just like wanting to make my own stuff pretty quick. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I am not, uh, that is not playing this the way that the designer wanted me to play it. Yeah. Um uh, we kind of talked about like what things are the types of challenges. Yeah. You know, that that exist. So you can just kind of imagine those at increasing intensities. Mm-hmm. You know, so like things like, oh, you have a higher park rating, a higher guest limit, more restrictions. Yeah. And it's all just basically all based, you know, all types of mix-ups for that. Mm-hmm. You know, like how far can you take that? Um, the five toughest maps in it all take extremes. Mm-hmm for those things so like the one um arid heights which i saw which is really tough is a desert um you don't have to use money you just have to make sure your park rating doesn't fall below a certain amount Mm -hmm. you have unlimited money but i think that's the one where you can't advertise yeah uh so that's really that's where i was talking about the the hidden park in the desert that nobody knows about (laughs) speakeasy park i think that's the the restriction for that one yeah Um, that's very tough
0: yeah um, the one that I made a bunch of runs at that I I just barely, uh, ne- like, nearly succeeded at it every time, but always managed to snap defeat from the jaws of victory, Haunted Harbor uh, is one mm-hmm. of them. Like, that was the first scenario that I ran into. I think this is, like, a Tier 3 or something like that, uh, where space was at an extreme premium. Like, you are on an existing very small theme park in this Harbor Cove. Uh, one of the condition is there are these two large wooden coasters, uh, that kind of bracket it, um, on, uh, two of its sides, uh, that you cannot change. Like, you know, they're historically preserved or whatever, uh, and they break down all the time, et cetera. But the big thing is they take up a bunch of space and in order to get more space, you either need to, um, uh, terraform the beach and like bring the uh, ground level up in the water to make more space, which costs a lot of money, or you have to buy lots from around the uh, from from around the perimeter, which takes a lot of money as well. And what the game is trying to get you to do is to figure out how to build as densely as possible. Mm-hmm. And I just I never. Could get the guest, uh, get could get the guest requirement up, mostly because people were unhappy because it was way too crowded. No, no matter how many yeah. uh, paths I put in,
1: yeah. And there's not, uh, you know, tons of things that you can do. Yeah,
0: okay. just, like just the, the, the something the scenarios love doing is taking stuff out of your control. Yeah,
1: yeah, yeah. Um, and that's kind of roller coaster tycoon. Mm-hmm. You know, at least uh, according to my experience of it super cool game really fun um i basically want to check out planet coaster because they're ease of use things that i would require to go deep on this in my spare time Mm -hmm. you know um but as is like this is a cool genre and i like the idea of doing stuff like this for the show agreed we gotta do uh uh what is it sim hospital at some point
0: oh yeah or do do, um theme hospital or two points hospital two points hospital yeah yeah
1: yeah um that stuff is rad
0: yeah i love yeah, it and there's a the, this...
1: park evolution or whatever that jurassic park one that just came out
0: i think that was uh um, the same same team that did planet coaster actually
1: yeah 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 like i'll build a jurassic park
0: <laughs> oh, twist yeah. my arm yeah, oh,
1: yeah. <laughs> um so yeah yeah
0: yeah it's it's good the, the, the scratch and itch it was nostalgic and i don't know just mandatory covid times thoughts like it was fun looking at and thinking about these spaces that even though I don't want to go to uh not having the ability to having the option taken away, it makes me sad. So,
1: yeah. <laughs> you know, yeah, it kind of scratches some of the same itch as playing the coin game. Yeah. Yeah. It does, which is really cool. Yep. Um, thanks for putting on the schedule. Yeah.
0: Um, um It's
1: good. Yeah. You know, if you have things to say about roller coaster tycoon, um, and you don't have to limit your thoughts to classic, mm-hmm. uh, you know, uh, you can hit us up at duckfeed.tv slash contact. Mm-hmm. Um, also if you have thoughts about hitman three or metal year rising revengeance, yes, I uh, do that. And that's going to be by May 15th,
0: right? Uh, May 15th for those, uh, the deadline for June's June's game is, uh, June the 15th. Those are hotline Miami, uh, the witness and then super Mario 3d world which is the premium episode. Uh, If you're writing Mm -hmm. in about multiple games, please separate them into multiple responses.
1: Yeah, we would appreciate that um if you would like to support us get episodes early sponsor game there's still a few slots left this year uh you can do so by going to patreon.com slash tv mm-hmm. um we're looking we have a couple slots in september and a couple slots in november mm-hmm. and that's uh all that's left in the year so just know that's what we're looking at um and if you want to get in um i would do it soon i don't necessarily want to start booking for next january yet yeah um you know I'm, so uh, if you want to get in this year do it soon
0: yeah i don't know how i'm gonna feel then what i'll be in the mood for
1: it's a it's just it's a little too surreal yeah start looking at 2022 yet (laughs) um so get in now if you'd like to do that um otherwise though just we really appreciate your support yeah um you can also leave ratings reviews on apple podcast or podcast addict or tell your friends Mm -hmm. uh that is an excellent thing to do
0: it is yeah um i think that's pretty much everything i can't uh i can't think of uh much else to uh to put in here so yeah. I will say, uh, until next time, watch out for Mr. Bones.
1: I've got that page open <laughs> with the uh, the videos of that to to watch, I just for fun off, here.
0: I wanna get off Mr. Boneswild, right? <laughs>
1: <laughs> I wanna get off Mr. Boneswild, right? <laughs> I wanna get <laughs> off oh. Mr. Boneswild. Tough shit.
0: <laughs> we all do. <laughs> <laughs> Thirty
1: thousand six hundred and ninety-six feet of track. <laughs>
0: wanting to get off mr bones wild ride is not a personality
1: (laughs) (laughs) one month has passed the passengers are becoming bored